So we're in Psalm 126, and today's sermon is entitled, Break Every Chain. Break Every Chain. And uh, we continue in our Lent series. Lent is, um, means that we're in a journey with Jesus, essentially. And Jesus, in the scriptures, in the gospels, in this time, is beginning to turn his face to Jerusalem. So he's turning his face to Jerusalem and beginning his own journey into the city of Jerusalem, the holy city, the city of God. And you can hear the roar of the crowd coming from Jerusalem, right? Persecution. He's about to step into persecution. He's about to be incarcerated. He's about to uh, suffer a shameful execution. And you can almost see like, Humanity's dust lifting and wafting from the city from a distance. And Jesus is turning his face. And we too, as we walk uh, in this Lent season and head towards Easter, are headed towards Jerusalem. Our face is towards Jerusalem. And if you've been fasting, taking a break from certain things during Lent, um, for instance, I've given up TV shows. I've given up Netflix and Hulu and uh, Amazon Prime. I haven't given up movies. I've been watching a lot of movies. So, you know, I'm not perfect. God is working on me. I'm a work in progress. But uh, given up TV. And it's interesting the things that come up, right? When you're fasting. When when you've stopped uh, feeding the things that you take for granted, that you usually feed yourself. Um, you become more in touch, at least for me, I become more in touch with my own desires, my deeper desires, and my deeper longings. Like, what do I do now? This is a time I usually watch. Less of who God wants me to be. And so, um, as Jesus stands outside of the city and hears its roar, The sin of humanity is reaching its hand out to him to grab him, to suck him in, to consume him, saying, you are ours, Jesus, our sacrifice, our living sacrifice. Um, We may feel those things in our own souls, in our own hearts, right? The temptation, the call of sin, wanting to suck us in, to draw us in and say, you are ours. If you remember the beginning of Lent, we, uh, we explored Jesus' temptation before his ministry began in the wilderness. And Satan pulled out all the stops to, to suck, to lure Jesus into uh, power, the need for power, the need for status, or need, the need to test um, God. And if you've been walking with Jesus during Lent, um, now is the time that we take a pulse check. Or if you do a physical, you have a wellness exam every year at your clinic, we're doing a soul wellness exam. We're halfway through Lent, probably, I don't know, I haven't counted, and you you stop and take an inventory. Like, where am I in this desert right now? What are my longings? What is coming up? What's going on inside of me? And our psalm today is Psalm 126, and it is a song of ascent. It's what's called a song of ascent 
which is the 15 Psalms, uh, one, Psalm 120 to 120, 134, that are also called pilgrimage songs uh, because supposedly they were used, they were recited as people were journeying, pilgrimaging to Jerusalem. Their faces were turned towards Jerusalem and they were making their journey. And Jerusalem was set on a hill, right? And all surrounding it was wilderness and arid desert. And Jerusalem's on a hill. And the way up to Jerusalem was treacherous. It was full of thieves and robbers. And it was a climb. Uh, the people of God would sing these songs on their way to Jerusalem. Also, it was said that the priests in the temple in Jerusalem... Um, apparently there were 15 steps going up to the temple. And so they would pause at each step and recite each of these 15 psalms. So it's, it's almost these songs that you sing as you're approaching uh, the Holy of Holies, as you're approaching God, as you're uh, approaching the Holy City. Um, and so it's a journey, right? These songs are songs that we sing on a journey. They're songs that we sing when we're on a pilgrimage. There's songs that we sing when we're in transition. There's songs that we sing when we're between point A and point B, when we're in the wilderness, when we are going somewhere, but we don't quite know where we're going, or we're in the middle of the journey and we're lost, or we're confused, or we've lost our bearings, our compass. What does it say? I don't know. Uh, these are songs of ascent. Um, and basically... It's a pretty uh, simple structure. It's actually broken in two slides. So. But the first, there's three parts in my eyes. And I'm going to use three chairs to demonstrate the three parts. There's... Come on in. <laughs> Restore our fortunes, Lord, like the streams that flow in Negev, so that... Those who sow in tears, those who are planting and laboring while they're crying with sadness, will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Past, present, future. We live in the now and the not yet, right? It's like this person is saying, we are filled with joy. Lord, fill us with joy, right? Remember when in the past we were like people that dreamed? God, make us people who dream again, right? And so the psalmist, this is worship, right? Worship isn't just God is good, 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 until you start feeling God is good, God is good, and then the person next to you, God is good, God is good. God is good, God is good, okay. God is good, God is good, God is good, rah, rah. Right? Worship is truly grasping with with genuine honesty your circumstance and your situation, right? But praising God calling out to God nonetheless, right? Because of who he is. Because past, present, or future, the one thing that's constant is God. God is the same. God is the same. God is the same. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And we're like, woo! What happens is that life happens, right? There's sin in the world. There's relationships that are messed up. There are institutions that are messed up. And sometimes there are just accidents and freak mishaps that happen to people around us, to us, that hurt us, that take away those dreams, uh, that inhibit us, and gradually our hearts begin to harden or we get more callous in order to protect ourselves uh, from the pain that happens when life happens, right? And when our hearts are more callous, it's harder to dream, right? It's harder to live freely. And these are real things, right? Uh, so, Growing up, we moved around a lot, and we were an immigrant family. My parents immigrated from Korea. Uh, I was born in Hawaii in the States. My brother came over when he was one. My sister was born in Texas. Um, but I remember living in Richardson, Texas, and we were the only family of color in the whole neighborhood, right? And... Uh, I remember uh, going to school and stuff, and kids uh, would see me and they go, drink, 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 right? And I'd be like, what? Drink, 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 right? And they'd be like, can you see through those eyes, right? And where do you come from? And things like that. And for a kid, right, I think I internalized it a lot, or I learned how to be smart and like laugh with it, or like, speak really proper English and say, well, actually, you know. <laughs> Has work been working on that in me? I mean, even today, you know, of that sense of being less than, even though, you know, I've been, I'm an American, I grew up in the States, there's a sense of being less than all the time or perpetually other or perpetually foreign that, yeah, I can do a phone interview but I get nervous, right, about doing an in-person interview when they actually see the face behind the voice, right, or the face behind the paper or the resume. Um, so what is that? What is that feeling of being a second-class citizen? Or um, my mom growing up, you know, we'd be in McDonald's or something and we'd be yelling or playing around or saying stuff and she'd say, don't say that too loud, right? The Americans are listening. What if they hear you, right? And by Americans, she meant Caucasian people, right? And that's still in me, like, oh, don't speak too loudly, right? Don't voice your opinion too strongly because the Americans are listening, right? <laughs> like, ooh, right? And true or not, you know, that's internalized in me. Right? And God has had to do a work of healing. Uh, and I've told this story before in college, uh, struggling with depression, uh, wanting to, at one time, checking into the health center 
uh, wanting to commit suicide at one time in college. Uh, just this wrestling with my identity and wrestling with my voice. Um, but God has had to do a work saying, you are beautiful, you are valuable. Right? Janice still has to tell me, like, you know, because sometimes I feel like that Chris Farley thing. I hate myself, stupid, 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 right? And she's like, don't say that, don't say that, you know? God made you, so you need to love yourself. Um, but that's still going, and it's an ongoing journey. And we've had, I've had victories in the past, and I remember, you know, one Christian conference just weeping in the arms of my Ivy staff worker who was a Caucasian guy, but I never wept like that in the arms of another man, much less, you know. Uh, but that freedom that I felt, you know, because God was moving and it was time and it was like all the family stuff, all the stuff growing up, coming out and breaking and breaking and breaking. Um, so, where are you now? This is a time where we stop, we look around us, and it's a wellness visit. You're taking an inventory, a heart, soul check, right? Where have you been? Where are you now? And where do you hope to be in the future, right? Where have you been? Like, what types of things have you struggled with, right? What pains have you experienced? What abuses have you undergone? Where are you now? Right? Like, what are you struggling with? What are you anxious about? Where do you want to be? Right? What do you hope that God can do in your life? What do you hope that God can do in the lives of people around you? What do you want your future to look like? What do you want your heart, the state of your heart and your soul and your faith to be like five, ten years from now? What do you want that to be like? And we're going to take some time um, to do an inventory um, in worship just to reflect on those. But the questions are, what has happened to you in the past? What is going on for you now? And where do you hope to be in the future? What do you hope God will do in the future? Uh, we pause in the season of Lent to take a quick gut check. We pause today to make a heart inventory, a wellness exam. How are you doing as you've been walking this journey of faith in the wilderness? How are you doing as you have fasted and have come in touch with your hunger pains. Um, and I believe all of this is, uh, in Psalm 126, is kind of um, a model for us to follow. Past, present, future. Because um, all of us have had have chains around us, right? All of us have chains around our ankles, our feet, our hearts, all of us have been kept from moving forward, from dreaming more, from being who God has called us to be, from being what God wants us to be. And, oh, 
I can't tell you. I want to love people so much more. I, I can even feel how I hold back in relationships. Like, why do I do that? Like, why can't I just be like... <laughs> right? Oh, there's social propriety. Okay. Anyways. But why? We want... We want to be free. And God wants us to be free. And this is why this church, the church of God in the world is here for us to drink from the wells. You know, when Jesus came and inaugurated his ministry, he said, he's come to set the captives free. The blind receive sight, right? He's, there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, right? There's power. Do you believe it? In the name of Jesus to break every chain. And I don't know what the chains are in your life right now. And it's kind of a risk, right? Maybe all of you feel fine, right? Why is Dave being so intense right now, right? Okay. But I think all of us have chains, right? All of us need to... The Lord moving in power. So... Uh, we're going to step into that. And we've been talking a lot about becoming a more spirit-led community and also having grace for ourselves by taking baby steps in that uh, and it participating more, stepping into what God is doing a little more, right? Maybe for some of you, <coughs> worship, it means, oh, I'll raise my hands in worship, right? That's your risk. Or maybe it's, Oh, when there's a prayer time, I'll, I'll, I'll actually say a prayer, right? Or maybe, you know, Casey like, wants to, like, dance and jump around and worship. He's going to do that, right? Or maybe it's like asking someone, can you pray for me, right? Um, but little baby steps of kind of taking that risk to dream again, Right? to believe again, right? to remember our first love again, to wipe the stupid cynicism off this God-forsaken city. No, it's a beautiful city, Seattle's God. I shouldn't say that, not really. But I'm sick of this rain and the wind. It's killing me. I love rain, but it's killing me. It's like, stop the madness. Where, and it teases you, right? It gets sunny for like 30 minutes. And then it's a thunderstorm. What? Come on, Seattle. Just give us a break. Give us some sunshine. God, give me a break. Open up something. I'm tired of just sitting here. Please. Who are you? Please. And so as uh, Nathan comes up, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray as we're singing. We'll, we'll sing through the song, and we're just going to step into prayer as a group, and we'll hit the lights, and, uh, and I'll say some stuff. Uh, but there will also be some people in the back, uh, Christine and Erica, and I'll make my way when I'm not talking. Um, 
just to pray for you, just for someone to pray. And if your heart gets the urge to be prayed for, um, I invite you to do that. Take the step um, and take a risk. Because um, all of us need prayer. And we're not, you know, we're not tied to those structures. You can turn to each other and pray for each other or whatever. However you feel led, if you want to just sit there and reflect on those questions, where have you been? Where are you now? What do you hope for in the future? Um, do that. If you want to sing uh, the words of the song, do that. If you just want to sit quietly, if you want to stand, do that. But we are uh, going to just see what happens. If nothing happens, that's fine. But I'm sure things are already happening. So. Let's pray.